Time now for this week's Anderson Healy Show. Powered by Elevation, the Sun Devil's preferred home energy technology company. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Anderson Healy Show, the Sun Devil Radio Network broadcast that brings you all the latest news in Arizona State University's Sun Devil Athletics and features ASU Vice President for University Athletics, Ray Anderson. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil football, men's basketball, and baseball. And Ray and I are delighted that you spend time with us this week. Ray, good to see you. How you been? Doing good, Tim. Good to see you. And uh, hello and good week to all of our Sun Devil fans. And uh, we're ready to get talking. And boy, we have two very special guests joining us today. Both of them have one thing in common. They're both former outstanding Arizona State University student athletes who have returned to ASU athletics to work in the programs for which they once excelled. One time ASU volleyball great and now newly hired Sun Devil Volleyball assistant coach Macy Gardner Donathan will join us on this week's show. So too will one of Arizona State football's all-time great running backs who is now returning as ASU football's director of player development, (laughs) DJ Foster will drop by for a visit just a little bit later on. Now we begin this week with details of an historic weekend for the Sun Devil Swimming and Diving Excuse me, as Coach Bob Gazuntite. Uh, <laughs> Allergies you. catching up to you, right? Oh man, all, all year long and then I'm, I'm walking along the football field and they're cutting grass out there like crazy. Oh, uh, and so I just it. hustled up, but uh, I know people understand. It's ha- it's happening earlier this year. Trust me, the allergy season. But again, uh, what a historic weekend for the Sun Devil Swimming and Diving Program as Coach Bob Bowman's number one ranked Arizona State men's swimming and diving team won two meets in two days last week at the Mona Plummer Aquatic Center. And in both of them, they defeated highly ranked Pac-12 rivals. Last Friday, the Sun Devil men defeated number 12 Stanford for only the second time in program history and for the first time in this century. And then 24 hours later, ASU's men routed number two ranked California, a perennial powerhouse in swimming uh, and a matchup, as we said, of the top two ranked programs in the nation heading into that meet. Now, the Sun Devil women also defeated their 11th-ranked rivals from California as ASU swept all 22 swimming events in the Cal meet. That absolutely historic. The most noteworthy performance of all, though, delivered by none other than Sun Devil superstar Leon Marchand, who set a new NCAA record in the 400-individual medley, finishing with a time of three minutes, 31.84 seconds, the best in college swimming history. What a weekend in the pool it was for Arizona State, Ray. It was uh, magnificent, uh, Tim. I had the pleasure of uh, seeing a good part of both of those meets. Uh, Coach Bowman, Stratton Mills, and and Briggs, our diving coach, uh, they have really brought these two programs uh, to a new level. Uh, certainly on the men's side uh, and also on the women's side, uh, going out there and beating 11th-ranked Cal on the women's side uh, was uh, just very exciting. Really great crowds both days, but particularly against Cal uh, was, was, was really something to see. You had Michael Phelps out there. You had uh, some of the other former Olympians out there cheering them on, had a bunch of uh, alums, and it was just a great atmosphere. But – 
Coach Bowman and Stratton Mills and Coach Briggs have put together two, very frankly, powerhouse swimming and diving uh, uh, programs, teams right now. Very proud, very exciting. And I'm telling you, folks, if you get a chance to uh, look at our schedule the next time we swim and compete, you need to be here. It is historic stuff. And we'll give you a sneak peek of when that next time will be in a moment. But uh, just circling back to the Sun Devil women for a moment, they lost their meet against third-ranked Stanford last Friday, rallied late, but ended up losing to the Cardinal. But, boy, did they rebound nicely with a dominating victory over number 11 California Saturday with Lindsay Looney leading the way. She won all three individual events in which she competed, the 200 free, the 200 butterfly, and the 500 free. And Lindsay also swam on ASU's victorious 400 free relay team. The Sun Devil men's and women's swimming teams have just one meet left in the regular season for you to follow uh, Ray's advice and get out and watch him. But I think you're going to want to do so because it's the biggest meet of the year. ASU hosting arch rival Arizona on Saturday, February 4th at 1 p.m. at the Mona Plummer Aquatic Center. Can't wait for that one, Ray. That is a date that all Sun Devil nations at Circle on their calendars and get out there and uh, cheer the Devils on in their Territorial Cup showdown against the U of A. Uh, you are certainly correct, uh, Tim. And the beautiful part about the format of these uh, swim meets is the, the men and women alternate uh, events. Uh, and so you get to see and appreciate uh, both of our teams uh, almost simultaneously. Uh, and they'll also be diving over in the diving area. So uh, that is a big meet against our rival. Uh, it is a territorial cup point for each of the respective uh, men's and women's teams. Uh, it will be Really fun to watch these teams compete, Tim. So we invite folks to put it on their calendar, uh, come out, because uh, it is really, really uh, exciting for us to see this program now, and particularly on the men's side, uh, doing things it's never done before. Uh, and that's fun. Coach Bowman has done a tremendous job, again, as is Coach Rachel Statton, uh, Stratton Mills, rather, and then Mark Briggs on the diving side. So lot good happening here in the water. Come on out. Could be a great day for Sun Devil fans. Sun Devil men's basketball, we'll touch on them later in the show. We'll host Oregon at 8 p.m. that Saturday night, February 4th. Uh, 4th. So you can make it a day-night doubleheader, if you will, and begin your day out at the Mona Plummer Aquatic Center again, 1 p.m. Saturday, February 4th, ASU and the U of A. And that'll be the final dual meet of the regular season for the Sun Devil swimming programs. Another Arizona State team that enjoyed a terrific weekend last weekend, the Sun Devil women's tennis team. Coach Sheila McInerney's squad won three matches last week, defeating New Mexico State, Northern Arizona, and Loyola Marymount, all three of those taking place at the Whiteman Tennis Center on the ASU campus. And all three were 7-0 sweeps for Arizona State. In fact, the 5-0 and Sun Devils have now won all five of their matches so far this year with sweeps. And, Ray, you have to go back to the 2005-2006 era, the last time an ASU women's tennis team posted five consecutive sweeps in a season. A great start to Sheila's 39th year as the head coach at Arizona State. I think Coach McInerney has decided she's not slowing down. In fact, she's speeding up. Uh, and so that that accomplishment, uh, Tim, and for those who have seen uh, college tennis matches, uh, somewhere along the line, somebody 
doesn't win in your lineup normally. Uh, but that hasn't happened this season. Uh, five sweeps, which means everybody and every match has won. Uh, it's that simple, and that's just extraordinary, almost unbelievable. Uh, but this team uh, is real, and, and, and Sheila and, and uh, our assistant coach, Matt, they've got them playing at uh, an elite level. Uh, and uh, it's just fun, man. It's just fun. So come on out and watch them. Uh, you will be pleased to see the quality of tennis being played here at ASU on the women's and the men's side. Now, this weekend, Sheila's team will hit the road. They travel to Auburn, Alabama to compete in the ITA kickoff uh, weekend event. The uh, Sun Devils will take on Central Florida this Saturday, January 28th at Auburn, and then either UC Santa Barbara or the host Auburn Tigers on Sunday, January 29th. Let's talk about another team doing well early in its season. In just their second meet of the indoor season, the Sun Devil track and field team had another good showing last week at the Red Raider Open, hosted by Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. All told, three Sun Devils won their events in that meet. Justin Robinson capturing the men's 400 meters. Dylan Carlson won the men's 800. And Lena LeBron won the women's mile. And already this year, Ray, Arizona State's track and field teams feature 11 national top 50 marks through the season's first two weeks. In fact, Justin Robinson owns the nation's second best time in the 400 meters so far, the men's 400, with a best time of 46.16 seconds. Dylan Carlson has the sixth best time nationally in the 800 meters with a time of one minute, 48.46 seconds. Yes, Coach Miller uh, indicated that uh, there was some excitement uh, around both of these programs and the early going certainly reflects that confidence. So uh, off to a very strong start, uh, Tim. Uh, it's, it's great to see uh, these student-athletes want to uh, really perform. Uh, as you know, our home track is uh, still kind of under some renovation, if you will. So uh, when they go on the road and perform so well, uh, they're representing us nationally, and we'll get them home in a, a, a much improved uh, track and field setting here in the not-too-distant future. So we appreciate how hard they're working uh, with some, uh, very frankly, home track preparation disadvantages, but it's not mm -hmm. standing in their way. Uh, they're going out and competing at a high, high level, uh, and so we're really appreciative to the efforts of our student-athletes uh, and Coach Miller under uh, challenging circumstances. And they'll, those road, uh, road warriors, if you will, will hit the road once again this weekend as track and field has on tap a date and a trip to Fayetteville, Arkansas, where they will compete in the Razorback Invitational this Friday and Saturday, January 27th and 28th. Now, after losing their last four dual matches in a row, the Sun Devil wrestling team finally got back in the win column this past Sunday afternoon as they defeated 23rd-ranked Stanford 25-14 to at Stanford. Among the ASU highlights in that match, All-American 133-pounder Mikhail McGee earned his 25th career technical fall. Unranked Sun Devil Cale Valencia, does that name ring a bell? It should. Cale is the younger brother of Sun Devil wrestling legends Zahid and Anthony Valencia, well, Kale made the older brothers proud 
uh, when he upset Stanford's 23rd-ranked Tyler Eichens in the 174-pound match on Sunday. And then ASU heavyweight Colton Schultz recorded his sixth pin of the season, the 22nd of his career, and did so in just 56 seconds as he pinned his Stanford opponent. Good bounce-back performance, I thought, Ray, for the uh, Sun Devil wrestlers in uh, Palo Alto this weekend. Yes, it really was. Uh, you know, we'd been struggling a little bit. It's good to have Colton back, but uh, to get up to uh, Stanford, uh, my old stomping grounds and beat my old, old Cardinal is very frankly always uplifting for me now that I'm uh, a Sun Devil through and through. So uh, that added an extra uh, level of uh, joy for me personally. Uh, but it's good to see this team bounce back uh, after some struggles in the dual meets, uh, you know, making our way to the NCAA championships. Uh, and the postseason tournament is where uh, we will be able to uh, really redeem ourselves, if you will, after some disappointing dual meets. But getting uh, the win against Stanford was really important for uh, the team, for Zeke, for the morale of the players. Uh, and so that was really a great performance. So uh, we'll just keep working hard and moving forward, Tim. Another team that will be hitting the road, wrestling. They'll be heading back east to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania this weekend for a dual meet against longtime college wrestling power Lehigh University. That meet will start at 7 p.m. Arizona time this Saturday, January 28th. Now, two days prior to the win at Stanford, Sun Devil Wrestling wrestled at home and dropped a 1918 decision to Cal Poly at Desert Financial Arena. That was part of the annual Beauty and the Beast Night at Desert Financial as the wrestlers competed at the same time that the Sun Devils' 20th-ranked women's gymnastics team was going at it against 19th-ranked Stanford. In that meet, Stanford rallied on the final rotation to edge ASU. Listen to the scores and how close it was. The Sun Devils finished with a very solid team score of 196.050. Stanford posted a 196.225 to win the meet, Ray, against ASU. Yes, that uh, Beauty and the Beast concept, uh, combining wrestling and gymnastics, uh, uh, literally competing simultaneously, is very exciting, uh, very fun. Uh, There's a lot of music and nonstop action. And so uh, the wrestlers were in a really tight match, losing 19 to 18. And then uh, the women against Stanford, it went back and forth, back and forth. uh, And Stanford rallied, like you say, the last rotation. But uh, it was really, really fun uh, collegiate competition and two beautiful sports of wrestling and gymnastics. We came up just short uh, by a hair in both, uh, but it was certainly an entertaining uh, 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 events, plural, uh, uh, before a really good crowd, Tim. So it's a, it's a great concept. We look forward to doing it uh, consistently because uh, it really serves both programs very well. Uh, and, and, and our audience and our students love it. It's a fan favorite. You mentioned the crowd. I believe it was something like 3,500 at Desert Financial, uh, one of the biggest crowds, I think, for an ASU gymnastics meet ever. And uh, I think one of the better crowds for the Beauty and the Beast competition. The fans love this concept. Oh, it is. One of my neighbors, uh, I saw her the other day, and she stopped me to say, we went to the Beauty and the Beast. It was so much fun. How long have you guys been doing that? We're not going to miss one going forward. I said, yeah, and there's a lot of activity, she said, but we love it. We love it. So 
getting a lot of positive feedback, uh, Tim, across the board. That was just one personal one that uh, my neighbor wanted to make sure we we appreciated how uh, much it was enjoyed by the public. Now, this weekend, you can catch beauty minus the beasts, if you will, as Sun Devil Gymnastics has a big home meet at Desert Financial. They will be hosting their Territorial Cup showdown with those Arizona Wildcats, and the meet will start at 5 p.m. this Saturday at Desert Financial. And if you can't make it out, you can catch the action live on Pac-12 Arizona. Speaking of the Pac-12, the conference recently released its 2023 football schedule. And for Arizona State, year one of the Kenny Dillingham era will feature eight, count them, eight home football games. That's the most for a Sun Devil team in one season since 2013. It's only the third time this century and only the sixth time in the Sun Devils Pac-12 history, going back to 1978, that ASU will host eight home games in one season. The first four games of the season will be at home, starting with a Thursday, August 31st season opener against Southern Utah, then come uh, on successive Saturdays in September, excellent non-conference matchups with Oklahoma State and Fresno State, and then on September 23rd, the Pac-12 opener at home, against those USC Trojans. Uh, Deion Sanders' Colorado Buffaloes will pay a visit in early October, Washington State in late October, and then, Ray, you get four home games to start the season and then two big home games to finish with Oregon November 18th and the Territorial Cup game against Arizona on the final weekend of the season, Saturday, November 25th. Heck of a schedule, huh? You 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 have that right on the money, uh, Tim. It's a really, really positive schedule for us eight home games starting with four at home uh, uh with our new head coach and program uh, uh getting getting kicked off really good competition southern utah uh, and then you know oklahoma state fresno state uh, and then to open pac-12 play with usc uh there's no easy road that's for sure but we do enjoy having the first four at home uh and eight total and then ending with oregon and arizona here uh, that's a that's a schedule that we we should be excited about, and so yes, we're all very pleased with uh, the timing uh, of such a schedule, uh, and looking forward to a great season. In case uh, you want to travel with the Devils, the four road games this year they will play at Cal September thirtieth, California back on the schedule after an absence of uh, three years, I believe. Uh, The Sun Devils will travel to Seattle to take on the vastly improved Washington Huskies on October 21st. And then they have back-to-back roadies, challenging ones, the first two weeks in November at conference champion Utah, November 4th, at UCLA on November 11th. And by the way, that finale, as we mentioned, against the Arizona Wildcats, remember last year's game in Tucson was on Black Friday. Well, this year's game in Tempe will be played on a Saturday, the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend, November 25th. Speaking of Sun Devil football, Arizona State has welcomed back one of its all-time great running backs of the 21st century, and coming up, we'll visit with ASU's newly hired manager of player development as DJ Foster will join us. But first, let's take a timeout. You're listening and watching the Anderson Healy Show here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. Hey, it's Paul Calvisi, and if there's one thing all top teams have in common, 
It's consistent performance, and that's what you're going to find up and down the full lineup of Ford trucks and SUVs. From tailgating to towing, on the job or on vacation, Ford has the right vehicle for you with performance that never quits. See that full Ford lineup today. Just stop by your Arizona Ford dealers or visit buyfordnow.com. Proud partner of the ASU Sun Devils, Go Devils! 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off. And your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. Get your forks up, Sun Devil fans, because Bar S, the number one selling hot dog brand in America, is now a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletic. From hot dogs and sausages to bacon, ham, turkey, corn dogs, and more, Bar S offers an all-star lineup of delicious mealtime and game-time meat. Grab one of the new Bar S Sun Devil sausages next time you're at the stadium and head to your nearest grocery store to score some Bar S today. Bar S, a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. The Anderson Healy Show continues now from the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is our weekly program that gets you up to speed on all that's going on in Arizona State Sun Devil Athletics. With ASU Athletic Director Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils. Ray and I are glad you joined us this week. Our guest on this segment of the show was one of the mainstays of Coach Todd Graham's Sun Devil football teams from 2012 to 15. In fact, he was one of Coach Graham's, may have been Coach Graham's first big name in, uh, signature in-state recruit at Arizona State, and he ended up being one of Coach Graham's and ASU's all-time great players. A three-time All-Pac-12 performer at Arizona State, he was the Sun Devils' leading rusher in 2014 with over 1,100 yards, and amazingly, though he was a running back by trade, he finished his career as ASU's number two all-time career pass catcher with 222 career receptions. This past week, D.J. Foster returned to Arizona State, hired by new Sun Devil head coach Kenny Dillingham to be the program's manager of player development. It is great to welcome D.J. back to ASU and to welcome him to the Anderson Healy Show. So great to see you again, my friend. How have you been, and how cool is it for you, Deej, to be back at ASU? Oh, absolutely. First of all, Tim, thank you. Uh, we go way back, and I appreciate everything you've done, you know, for my career in the Sun Devil community. And just even hearing you say some of those things, some of those stats, I mean, it's it's unbelievable how fast it goes by. And, you know, yeah. sometimes when you hear those, you know, certain numbers, it takes you back to those moments. So, no, it's it's unbelievable to be back in the building. I'm so excited. So many great accomplishments. I, I to be very honest with you, I, it had slipped my mind that uh, you ended up as the number two pass catcher behind another former colleague of ours uh, on the ASU broadcast, our good buddy Derek Hagan, the all-time leading receiver, and you were number two. Uh, you you have to feel so proud of that, especially given the fact, as we said, you were a running back. Absolutely. Um, it's funny because there's some pictures around the football facility. And now that I'm back in the building, my pictures on the running back room and also on the receiving room. So some of these young guys are 
They're like, which one were you? Can you not answer that? And I'm like, you know, <laughs> to this day, I still don't know. I just try to go out there and make every play I possibly could. But no, you know, I try to tell them the more you can do, the more you can be able to, you know, be moved around on the field, the more access you get, the more the coaches are going to want to put you in. So I try to say vers- versatility is key. And you and I were chatting before we started taping, as you said, you and I go back a long ways, but uh, you know, I've, I've been doing this. this is my 25th year as the radio voice and your four years at Arizona state and especially your first three, 2012, 13 and 14, when I think your teams want to combine, what was it? 28 games. That was yeah. uh, one of the better extended periods of Sun Devil football that it's been my uh, fortune to broadcast in the last 25 years. Those were, you know, there were just, it seemed like a host of big games, exciting games, uh, big wins, a Pac-12 South Division title, two 10-win seasons, a Sun Bowl win in 2014, and some great personalities like you and Taylor Kelly and uh, yeah. Jordan Simone and uh, just some really, really good football players. So many. And what's interesting, Tim, was just it was a combination of, you know, Coach Erickson's recruits and a little bit of Coach Graham's. And then you saw Coach Graham's kind of start to, you know, extend as he, you know, as years went on. But, you know, I think it was just unbelievable just to combine those two groups of two different cultures. And it was more, you know, a lot of props to, you know, Coach Todd Graham for being able to do that, to bring in and establish a culture. And that's what, you know, is kind of exciting here with Coach Dillingham. You know, he's going to have some recruits from, you know, Coach uh, Herm Edwards' years, and then Mm -hmm. he's going to bring in kind of – so I think it's kind of that same mindset of like, hey, establishing culture, you guys have – guys are adjusting, but I think change is good. So I'm excited for this this unit and, you know, being back in the building, seeing these guys work every day is just – it's been an honor and it's fun to see kind of their mindset on everything. Tell us how this opportunity came about to join Coach Dillingham's staff and what some of your responsibilities will be in this uh, new job as uh, uh, manager of player development at ASU. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was doing some medical sales. I, about, I retired about a year and a half ago. My last year was in Toronto in the CFL. Um, so I took a step back away from football and, you know, I was doing some broadcasting with your view and uh, doing some medical sales. And football and coaching has always been in my heart. I just never knew how it would look, whether it would be the high school level, college, or, you know, NFL. So just like as any other alumni, I was kind of waiting to see who was going to take this program over. And then I keep, kept on hearing Coach Dillingham's name getting brought up. And I said, man, that's, that's awesome. First of all, I was just excited as an alumni. And then when he got the job, you know, I reached out to him. I said, hey, football's been on my heart. Um, I miss it. You know, I, I've been told I'd be a great coach. And I do love football, but... You know, I didn't know how it would look. So he, I thought about the GA side of things. And then I thought about, you know, this player development role kind of he opened up and presented to me as well. So I took about two weeks to just think about it. And I just I love the operation side of the game. I love, you know, the, the manager, the athletic director role of being able an overseer of the program, being able to put pieces together. And um, with this player development role, it's kind of, I can wear many different hats. You know, I help kids, you know, young men on a day-to-day basis, whether that's moving into their dorms, academically, um, transitioning in life. You know, some of the young guys stepping on campus, this is a new chapter of their life. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of the older guys transitioning to the NFL or whether that's going to go be a firefighter, helping them develop some resources and, you know, kind of being a resource for them to, to help them through life and their transitions, whatever that may be. Well, it sounds like a job that you're very well suited for. And uh, let's talk about Coach Dillingham for a moment. He was an analyst on Todd Graham's staff. That's when we first 
uh, came to know yeah. of Kenny Dillingham. Uh, and he was, I believe, an analyst while you were still playing here. What were your impressions of Kenny back then? Did you see things in him then that uh, you look back now and say, yeah, that guy was destined to be a big-time college football coach? Yeah, no, it's funny seeing, you know, at the time he was, a, like you said, quality control GA position. And, you know, just to see his path and his growth has been tremendous. Um, you know, I always did I know it was going to be this fast of a process for him to be the, the head man. Absolutely not. But, you know, it's more power to him and just who he is as a person. I mean, the type of person he is, is is high energy. I could tell he loved to coach the game and he loved relationships. And you see why it's taken him this far. You know, obviously going back, you know, kind of full circle back to ASU and being the head coach. You know, he's just one of those people that just, you know, he understood and he was very passionate about what he was doing. And he took the details um, and applied it to everything. And then being here and seeing him kind of on his coaching journey and being the leader of this organization, of this program, it's, it's been incredible. Him establishing, establishing this culture and his vision for it. Um, you definitely see the, the things that he's picked up along in his journey. But he definitely has, you know, a very huge passion for this university and this football program. And boy, that's been clear right from the get-go. I think his phrase has been activate the Valley, uh, trying to unite folks in the Phoenix area in support of the program. And he has really created an, a, a vibe, a buzz, an energy level around the program with the diligent way that he has attacked the transfer portal. And he and his staff have brought in Jeepers, it seems like it's an almost entirely new cast yeah. <laughs> of characters with all the players. Yeah. But uh, I think it's got a lot of fans excited about what the potential might be for this team in 2023, right? From the get-go, his first year. What's your take on all that? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, the way the, the game is now, you know, with the transfer portal. But you do have to be very um, selective, and, and I think it's even – shows you more of a, a coaching staff. And when you're pulling guys from all these universities, making sure everyone comes together and it, it's a good mesh. And to see all these mid-year guys and to, to come to work and to have one common goal, it's been incredible. Um, and just what they're doing in the Valley, you know, he talks about activate, activate the Valley, he talks about recruiting the Valley. I mean, this whole staff goes out every Friday and disperses amongst the Valley and goes to local high schools. And just to see how important that is and the talent that's here. I mean, it's always been here. And I mm -hmm. think uh, they know this and the staff knows this when we got, you know, Coach Coop, an Arizona guy, Coach Mons, you know, the list goes on, Coach Amy, you know. So it's it's incredible just to see how many Arizona connections and kind of them making a stamp on that and showing how important it is for us. That's, let's not forget our buddy Charlie Ragel either, Coach Ragel. Yeah, what, uh, man, what a what a addition he yeah. is to the staff. Charlie was on uh, – the show with us yep. a couple of weeks ago, and it was one of the all-time great segments we've had on this show. <laughs> He's he, awesome. He was, uh, so funny, he, I, I, hear, I hear a chaparral swall story at least once a week. I'll be in my <laughs> office, and I'll hear him saying, we would have beat you guys, we beat this. He talks mess to me all week, so it, it's fun <laughs> to have that competition. And, you know, I've known him for years. We've known of each other, but now that we get to develop that actual relationship – I have so much respect and uh, I enjoy being around Coach Ragland, and, you know, watching him and just being able to, you know, see his knowledge of the game and his knowledge and coaching. It's It's been awesome. It must be gratifying for you. As we said, you were Coach Graham's first major recruit and an in-state recruit uh, fellow, the local kid who made good at ASU. And to see this new focus on recruiting the state of Arizona with this Kenny Dillingham staff has got to be uh, rewarding, and you probably sit back and say, "Yeah, this this is the way it should be." 
Yeah. I mean, it's nice for me. I can just be a walking testimony of the things, you know, coach is selling, you know, the opportunities that are here for a lot of these guys. You know, it's special. And I can only speak for myself, but and that's what I tell a lot of recruits and a lot of, you know, athletes. It's like, hey, you get an opportunity to play in front of your family and friends. And, you know, what this stadium is like when you're winning, like you said, those 10 games, you know, you're having those big time matchups in Sun Devil Stadium and, and that feeling that comes with it. I mean, those are some of the best memories of my life. And, you know, hearing you talk about it, I'm sure it was yours too, watching some of those big football games that were being played. And this this Valley is special, like Coach says. And, and you know, when, when that product's on the field and they're playing hard the Sun Devil way, like we know they can, um, it's an exciting place to be. What were some of your best memories, DJ? Was there a particular game or a play or a moment? Certainly, I have a few from your era, but I'm curious what your best memories are in terms of uh, a game or a couple of games that you'll just never forget. It always goes back, to, you know, I go back to that 2013 year, um, you know, the the Pac-12 uh, South title champions, you know, Marion Grice went down that year and it was kind mm-hmm. of my opportunity. I was playing that, you know, receiver, third down back role. Um, and then when Marion went down playing at, you know, at the Rose Bowl against, you know, UCLA, we had the Territorial Cup coming up next. And it was kind of my chance to step up as that running back, you know, for the team. And, you know, playing that game, I, I won Territorial Cup MVP. Um, having that win at home against a really good, you know, a good U of A football team to just start off, you know, that feeling for me. And then that game to go on to the, the Pac-12 championship, um, and I was probably having one of the best games of my career in that first half. Unfortunately, I got hurt around the third quarter. And obviously the results at the end, the end of that game weren't what we wanted it to be. But just that feeling of being able to play free um, in two of the biggest games of, of my career and, you know, this university's as well, you know, to be able to be a spotlight guy and go out there and make plays for my teammates and, and my family and this the community where those are the two games that stick the most. Obviously, the Jill Mary and some of those other ones are incredible. Sure. But, you know, me personally, that that season was just really special. Um, the guys on that team, the seniors, you know, a lot of talented players. Yeah, I mean, boy, I could recite game after game, but you mentioned obviously the Jail Mary, but one that I'll remember fondly as well. Um, and I've said in several forums that I'm not sure in my time as the radio voice that this program has been at a higher level than it was in the uh, – early evening hours of November 8th, 2014, after you guys had just beaten Notre Dame uh, in what was a tremendous game. Uh, Get out to a big lead, the Irish rally with four straight touchdowns. But I know you had a big hand in the drive that uh, got the Devils back on track and you close it out with Lloyd Carrington's pick six, sellout crowd. That was was a tremendous moment for your program, wasn't it? First college football playoff year. Um, well, we were number yeah. six in the nation, you know, just the energy we had around that program. Like you said, that afternoon game, we had the gold, we had the gray and gold uniform, something different. Um, and just, just here in that stadium, how loud it was, how passionate the fans were. And just, you just felt the whole community come together for that one game. Obviously I don't like the next week, how it kind of down, how it played yeah. out losing, yeah. you know, Oregon state and Corvallis, but, but mm-hmm. you're right though, those moments. I mean, those were forever, and I, and that's what I walk around. I, I sound like an old, you know, broken record when I sit here and tell these guys, like, hey, we were number six in the nation. We did X, Y, and Z. You know, bringing that, those values back and letting them know, like, 
it wasn't that long ago. You know, this program has a high standard and, you know, that's how we need to compete and work every day because this is a special place and, and we want to win football games here. And Kenny Dillingham was a part of that era too. And uh, yeah. I think, you know, he's, he's off, you know, certainly you haven't played a game yet. Spring ball hasn't even started yet, but just uh, the, the way he's gone about his business, he and the staff and uh, the way they brought in players through the transfer portal while still, uh, working their tails off on the recruiting trail. It uh, it clearly, uh, I think better days are ahead for this program, and it's going to be really exciting to watch it unfold. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely, Tim. I mean, it's, it's so fun seeing this, like you said, this new era, new era of, of college football. You know, these guys coming from all over the country, you know, putting your differences aside, letting go of what you knew from the past school. We got a few freshmen that kind of have to grow up quick because you're, you don't have your 15 to 20 freshman, you know, class anymore. Now you're mm-hmm. a freshman paired up with, you know, a 22-year-old, a 21-year-old that has seen, you know, a thing or two. So it's fun to just see these guys mature and adapt and kind of grow together. And, and I'm, I'm extremely excited. Well, we're excited to have uh, this guy back at Arizona State where he belongs. He was a fantastic player, terrific human being, and uh, now he's part of the Sun Devil football program again, and hopefully it'll lead to bigger and better things in his career. DJ, great to see you, bud. All the best to you, and I know we'll catch up soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tim. Thanks for having me on. And like I said, congratulations on 25 years. Well, really 35, what we were talking about, but. (laughs) It's unbelievable. We appreciate everything you do for uh, ASU's community. I appreciate that, Deej. Thanks so much. Former Sun Devil football star, now Arizona State's manager of player development, DJ Foster, our guest on the Anderson Healy Show. Up next, you'll meet another former Sun Devil who has come back to coach at the school where she excelled as a student athlete. Newly hired ASU volleyball assistant coach Macy Gardner-Donathan will join us in just a moment. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network now, this time out. Y'all feeling lucky? Luke Combs here, and I have an exclusive opportunity for you to win a half a million dollars by joining me in the Living Lucky with Luke Combs Lottery Experience. When it rains, it pours for lucky fans and lottery players who enter to win a chance of a lifetime. Join me in Nashville for a private concert at the iconic Ryman Auditorium in 2024. One lucky winner will have the chance to walk away with a half million dollars at the end of the show. Enter eligible tickets on the Arizona Lottery Players Club by February 28th. Learn more at azplayersclub.com. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge-watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Your moment has arrived. Welcome to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Bigger, bolder, and better with so much more to offer. Grab a cold drink and cool off in a cabana at our all-new resort pool. Or take a taste of the here and now with even more dining destinations to choose from, including our new rooftop restaurant and lounge, Prime, a Shula Steakhouse. It's time to own your moment. So you do you. It's now time for the official Game Time Munchies break with a cold, tasty brew from Lagunitas. When you're hungry from raising the pitchforks high, reach for the highly balanced Lagunitas IPA. It's wow with wings, perfection with pizza, and nearly unmatchable with nachos. 
Their IPA just goes with football food. We're proud to call them the official craft beer of Sun Devil Athletics. The Lagunitas Brewing Company, Petaluma, California. Drink Lagunitas responsibly. Welcome back to the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network with Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil football, men's basketball, and baseball, and we're glad you're with us this week. In our last segment, we visited with D.J. Foster, the one-time football star at Arizona State from 2012 to 15, now part of the football staff at his alma mater. In this segment, you're about to meet a woman who was an outstanding student-athlete at Arizona State, at the exact same time D.J. Foster was here, 2012 to 15. During that time, Macy Gardner evolved into one of the premier players in the history of the Sun Devil Volleyball Program, a three-time All-Pac-12 player and an All-American in 2014. She ended her Arizona State career as the program's all-time leader in kills with 1,882, a total that also ranks 18th on the Pac-12s all-time list. Now married with two young sons, Macy Gardner Donathan is returning to her alma mater, hired earlier this month by new ASU head coach J.J. Van Neal to be his top assistant coach here at Arizona State. It's our pleasure to welcome Macy back to ASU and welcome her to the Anderson Healy Show. Congratulations on this opportunity, Macy. I know you're from the Valley, from Gilbert, uh, you're an ASU alum. What are the emotions? What are the feelings as you get resettled into this new post at your alma mater? Yeah, I'm. First of all, thank you so much for having me on here. I I bleed maroon and gold, and I have for years, uh, ever since I was a little girl. And so, just this opportunity to come back and be home and take a position that I hold so dearly um, is just we're over the moon, and we're excited to get to Tempe and and get some work done. That's great. Well, we're so happy to have you back. This is actually uh, Macy's second stint as an assistant coach at ASU. She spent two seasons on staff in 2017 and 18 before heading to the University of Arkansas, where she coached the last four years. At what point did you determine that coaching was a path that you wanted to follow professionally? Yeah, I think uh, if you would have told me when I was a college student athlete that I would be a coach, uh, I would have laughed in your face. I thought that that was the furthest thing uh, that my future would hold. And uh, an interesting thing, when I was a senior and had just beaten the kills record at ASU, uh, that following weekend I tore my ACL, and that was the end of my career at ASU. And it was in that moment that I realized that my job in the volleyball realm was not done, and I wanted a piece uh, of that to be in my future. And so as soon as I graduated uh, with my undergrad degree, I got into college coaching, and I've made a couple stops ASU being one of them, um, mm-hmm. but I, it has been one of the most pleasurable, enjoyable experiences for me to feel like I have uh, a wonderful experience as a player, uh, also with the injury that was a blessing in disguise to uh, turn this into a career that I, that I hold so dear. Well, you talk about turning a negative into a positive. Uh, it seemed like the injury is something that uh, sets you on a path 
that led you where you were, where you are now as an assistant coach. And uh, your boss at Arkansas, interestingly, was was your head coach at Arizona State, Jason Watson. Uh, uh, what are some of the things you've learned from or absorbed from him that will help you as you set out to further your coaching career? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I think um, having played for him as a player, it was the best four years of my life. I could not have asked for a better experience at Arizona State with him. And uh, when he had a position open, he reached out to me and I had to find out where Arkansas was on a map, to be honest. And um, <laughs> but we we got out there. I knew who Jason was. I knew what he he stood for. And I was excited just to learn from him, thinking that uh, my experience as a coach would be similar to what I had as a player. And uh, I was actually surprised when that wasn't necessarily the case. I loved seeing my coach from college transform and change into something um, to where he was learning new things. He was always pushing the boundaries. And so I thought I was coming into a situation where I knew what he wanted to accomplish and what he wanted to do. And uh, as a coach and as a good coach, uh, he had changed and uh, and taken on some new roles, some new ideas and was implementing them. And so uh, I learned from that as as a coach, and I got to experience and grow with him uh, through the last four years, and I'm I'm very thankful for that. Now we had your new boss, new Sun Devil head coach JJ Van Neal, on the show with us a couple of weeks ago, and really enjoyed our conversation with him. What was it that uh, struck you about JJ, and what other than the obvious ties you have to Arizona State, what in particular attracted you to come back here and work for him? Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I didn't know JJ beforehand. I mean, I had seen him on the recruiting trail and we had known of each other. Um, but I think I found out very quickly that when JJ wants something, he's going to go after it pretty hard. And so I felt like I was being recruited all over again and had <laughs> uh, it kind of came out of the blue. I was I was very happy at Arkansas. I had a very wonderful last four years. And when JJ reached out, it kind of uh, came as a surprise almost, and his exact words were, I have reached out to no one else. I want you to be my assistant coach. Here's the offer. Let me know. And um, and just to know that, that I was his choice, and yet uh, we didn't know each other that well. He must have heard or seen or... Uh, experienced something along uh, our our paths that made him think that I would be a good fit for him. And and uh, so I really appreciated that part where he did some research and he wanted the best that Arizona State had to offer in that position. And and I hope to be that for him. I hope to uh, to kind of meet his his wonderful expectations of what an assistant coach is for his program. Macy, what qualities, what style of play do you anticipate that you and Coach Van Neal will bring to Sun Devil Volleyball? Yeah, I think I'm really excited to implement uh, his thoughts for the program and work alongside him with that. I think uh, we really want to be a simple yet effective volleyball team. Uh, we don't need to get crazy. We don't need to get fancy, um, but we do want it to work and we do want it to be repeatable. And so when you probably watch our girls play. The hope is that we can uh, create some very simplistic ways of playing the game uh, that we can do over and over and over again and be running it at a successful um, level. And I think that's easy to say, but hard to do. 
and uh, and especially when you're taking a team that is experiencing a coaching change and then you're also bringing on new athletes uh, it takes some time to kind of implement that and so we're we understand that uh, but we both have been a part of programs and having to take them from you know one state to a different state you know like hey we've got to just be a little bit better in certain areas and uh, learning is hard and so we're expecting our athletes to learn and be good learners but also giving them the time and the patience to be able to um, to roll through that hopefully fairly easily but uh, mm -hmm. giving them a lot of patience in the process yeah when we talked to JJ you know he made it uh, he, he responded that it, yeah it's tough to get an evaluation of the team you're inheriting because your roster is very much in transition at this stage with uh, the transfer portal in effect and all that sort of thing. But it does appear that you do have one terrific player that you can build around in Marta Levinska, who had a all pack 12 season uh, in 2022. Your thoughts on Marta, uh, JJ couldn't say, you know, it, it didn't coach, hasn't coached her yet and yet couldn't say enough good things about Marta. Yeah. I think when you look at a volleyball team, you're initially drawn to their outside hitters. That's typically the person who carries the weight and carries the load, and Marta is more of a right-side hitter. And so that's a unique thing that we have on our roster that I think is is different, um, and it, out, it gives us an advantage in that phase of the game where we have a hitter who is very dominant on a side of the court that isn't common. And uh, so I'm really excited to get uh, in the gym with her and work with her and just – and really learn from her, you know, how has she been successful in this position and how can we best uh, allow her to shine in the gym? And our hope is to get her out there to have her play all the time and, and see what happens. But I, I agree. I think she's a phenomenal athlete and I'm excited to, to work with her. You're not so far removed, obviously, from your playing days here. I imagine that has to help you a lot as a coach, doesn't it? Uh, you're kind of able to get you know get into the mindset of these young ladies and you know what they're going through and uh, I imagine that has to be a great uh, tool for you as an assistant coach yeah I think that's one of the attributes for me that at least right now I still can cling to is that I can connect to them uh, fairly easily and at a deep level um, just them knowing that I've done what they have done um, and that I can associate with them in that way and I know how hard it was I know how hard it is to to play in front of thousands of people and be expected to perform at a at a high level that's a tough thing to do uh mm -hmm. over and over and over again and so I my job and my hope is that I can give them direction in a way that takes the stress away and allows them to just live in the moment and be the best that they can be. And that's all that we're asking of them is to just be the best versions of themselves. And, uh, and I think we're going to get there. And I just, I'm really excited for this team. I'm really excited for this roster and what's, what's going to be built uh, with JJ at the helm and, and we'll see what we get. In that vein, uh, as you take over and coach Van Neal as well, having played not only at Arizona state, but you played at Gilbert high school before, coming to ASU, I imagine it will be a priority of uh, Coach Van Neal and yours to uh, recruit the state of Arizona and the Phoenix area uh, moving forward, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think our hope is to tap into the Arizona market, unlike any 
program any team that has been before us. And uh, Arizona and the Phoenix area is a wonderful place to watch and to recruit student-athletes uh, in the sport of volleyball. It is alive and well. <laughs> it is living. Uh, the, this, the sport of volleyball is here in Arizona, and so we're hoping to tap into that. Uh, and we're really connected to the club directors. We're really connected to the teams here in Arizona. Uh, having been born and raised here, I, I know nearly every volleyball name in this community, and, um, and I hope that they can see our desire for the program and the direction that we hope to go, and I hope that we can bring them alongside with us to to push this program to a place it's never been before, and uh, and we're hoping to do that with kids from Arizona. You know, if we if if that's a fit and if we can make that happen, that is definitely a priority that we'd love to love to push. Well, again, it is great to have you back in your hometown, and great to have you back at Arizona State, and great to have you with your first appearance on the show. Thanks so much, Macy. All the best to you in your coaching career here. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Tim. Sun Devil assistant volleyball coach and former ASU volleyball great Macy Gardner-Donathan has been our guest on this segment of the Anderson Healy Show. Ray will rejoin me for the final segment of this week's show when we return in a moment. But first, these messages. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Vibe check. A free afternoon on a Friday. Vibe. The party after the after party. Vibe. 3 a.m. text from your ex. No vibe. A hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C. Big vibe. Vizzy is a vibe. Celebrate responsibly. 2022 Wilson Coors Beverage Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, flavored beer. Tempe is the place to be to catch the excitement of ASU sports. Before and after the game, Sun Devil fans can enjoy the sunny weather while paddle boarding or kayaking at Tempe Town Lake, hiking around Papago Park, dining on a patio on Mill Avenue, or enjoying a local brew while relaxing poolside at one of our great hotels. The next time you plan to catch a game at ASU, plan to play and stay in Tempe. To learn more, go to www.tempetourism.com. We'll see you in Tempe. If you plan on flying on or after May 7th, 2025, make sure you have the new Arizona Travel ID to get you past TSA security checkpoints. This credential shows a gold star in the upper right corner and is available to Arizona residents as a driver's license or ID card. Getting your license or ID card updated is a slam dunk. Log on to aztravelid.com for a list of qualifying documents you'll need to get your travel ID. Make sure to beat the buzzer and get your AZ Travel ID today. Hey, Sun Devil fans, college basketball is back. So grab your friends in a cold, refreshing Dos Equis lager and make the most of game day. Whether you're at the bar with fellow Sun Devils or watching with your friend who went to that other school, Dos Equis is there for it all. So buy a cold, crisp Dos Equis and get those forks up on game day. Dos Equis, proud partner of the Arizona State Sun Devils. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2022. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Welcome back as we wind down this week's installment of the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network with Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play broadcaster for ASU Athletics, and Ray and I are happy that you joined us this week. Ray rejoins me now as we talk some women's golf. 
as the Sun Devil team of Coach Missy K competed in the annual Match in the Desert this past Monday at Superstition Mountain Golf and Country Club out in Gold Canyon, and Missy's 15th-ranked Sun Devils were part of an outstanding 16 field that included 13th-ranked Arizona, number 22 UCLA, as well as TCU, Baylor, and Kansas, which interestingly proved to be the host institution for this uh, tournament held at Gold Canyon, Arizona. And despite uh, cold temperatures, unseasonably cold temperatures, and a frost delay, the Sun Devils turned in a terrific performance on Monday out at Gold Canyon. ASU finished with a team score of 11 under par, and that is the sixth lowest team score versus par in the history of Sun Devil women's golf. And that earned the Sun Devils a second place finish in the event, just one stroke behind tournament champion UCLA. But Arizona State did feature the individual co-champion in the tournament as the Sun Devils' Ashley Many shot a career-low 65, seven under par, and shared the medalist honors in the event, Ray, with UCLA's Caroline Canales. A tremendous round for Ashley. And boy, considering the chilly conditions, a tremendous round for Missy's entire Sun Devil team. Yes, uh, you certainly have to give Ashley credit. 65, I think you said, tied her uh, career best uh, in tough circumstances weather-wise. But she was ready to play and apparently just super laser focused. Uh, and then for the team to finish second, just one, one stroke behind uh, UCLA uh, as well. Uh, and that was good competition. Uh, you mentioned yeah. a, a University of Arizona ranked 13th. Someone else ranked UCLA 22nd. Uh, we're always bringing really good programs out here. So that was a really good matchup. Uh, we played well. Uh, Missy's got this team uh, poised for another really strong uh, Pac-12 and then going into hopefully the NCAA championships uh, yet again, Tim. So very exciting uh, uh, and how Kansas is the host uh, at the tournament in the desert. Uh, you, you'll have to uh, tell me how that happens. But we welcomed them uh, wholeheartedly, and it was a good a good, a good meet. And they tell me we ended up doing kind of a Pac-12 versus Big 12 uh, uh, competition amongst uh, the conference schools. So needless to say, we prevailed with us and mm-hmm. UCLA uh, being first and second, uh, respectively. And uh, I don't know where Arizona ended up, but uh, between UCLA and uh, uh, ASU, we – we, we, we beat the uh, Pac-12, Pac beat the Big 12 schools in that face-off. That's a great event, and uh, just too bad the weather was so chilly, but, boy, the uh, Sun Devils were able to uh, overcome those conditions with some great golf on Monday. Let's talk some hoops now. Sun Devil men's basketball will hit the road in hopes of bouncing back from a rough weekend on their home floor. Bobby Hurley's Sun Devils head to the Pacific Northwest this weekend for return engagements this week against the Washington Huskies, a game that will take place in Seattle this coming Thursday night, January 26th. And then it's on to snowy Pullman, Washington. Snow is forecast for Friday and Saturday in Pullman when the Sun Devils take on the Washington State Cougars this Saturday evening, January 28th. Arizona State, of course, will be looking to shake off home losses this past weekend to number 8 UCLA, 74-62 Thursday night. 
and then a 77-69 defeat at the hands of the USC Trojans this past Saturday evening. Ray, the UCLA game was a terrific, hard-fought defensive struggle in front of a sellout crowd of over 13,000 at Desert Financial, a game that was a lot closer than the 74-62 score would indicate. However, two nights later, it was another story. The Devils came out flat, and frankly, that game wasn't as close as the score might indicate, as UC, uh, USC dominated uh, most of the way. Yeah, you've, you've hit it right on the head, uh, Tim, in your depiction of both of those games. Uh, you know, the first thing you do is want to uh, thank the fans, particularly at UCLA, and coming out in uh, numbers bigger than I've ever seen, and our students in particular, with 5,000-plus strong. I want to thank them for coming out. Uh, that was a game much more competitive and closer than the final score indicated because we just – uh, just couldn't get the last three or four minutes to fall our way. Uh, and then you're also very honest and astute with regard to SC. We didn't come out uh, with our same energy and enthusiasm, fell into a deep hole. And while we uh, managed to reduce the gap, uh, it was way too little, way too late. So uh, we expect a very chilly reception uh, in wet and snowy reception up in Washington, as you alluded to. But we've got to get up there and get hot again, if you will, uh, get that mojo back. Uh, and get back on track. And I'm, I'm, I'm really enthusiastic to watch the team uh, and Coach Hurley do that. So uh, important week on the road. Let's be frank about it. So it should be exciting yeah. basketball. Sun Devils have played well away from home all season long. They beat both Washington and Washington State at home earlier this month, and they'll try for sweeps of the Huskies and Cougars this weekend. The ASU-Washington game will tip off at 9 p.m. Arizona time this Thursday night. Saturday's game at Washington State has a 6 o'clock Arizona time tip. And my buddy Kyle Dodd and I will be with the Devils up in the state of Washington and we'll bring you all the action on the Sun Devil Radio Network and ESPN 620 AM. Our pregame coverage begins at 8.30 Thursday evening, 5.30 on Saturday evening. Despite a career-high 24-point performance from Treasure Hunt, and guard Ty Skinner eclipsing the 1,000-point mark in her career. Sun Devil women's basketball fell to 0-8 in Pac-12 play with Sunday's 80-67 home loss to the Arizona Wildcats at Desert Financial Arena. U of A thus clinches the Territorial Cup point in women's basketball for this season as the Sun Devils drop to 7-12 and overall. But I guess you could look at it this way, Ray. The good news is that uh, Coach Natasha Adair's team simply was back on the court and back competing uh, in Pac-12 women's basketball because they had to forfeit their last two games, their prior two games on the road, games that were scheduled to have been played at Utah and Colorado due to uh, a, a, a series of illness and injuries that uh, plagued the team. Yes, it was nice to see him back out there, Tim. And uh, it's fair to take a moment and step back, and uh, hopefully the, the fans will understand and appreciate that, uh, you know, Natasha is doing a great job under some very difficult circumstances. We don't like to make excuses or explanations, but the fact is is that she's had a lot of injuries. Uh, we've had some illness. Uh, we, we, I think we've only got three or four uh of the uh, players who were on the team last year, only one of which has started uh, with any consistency this year. So you got freshmen, you got transfer portals, you got a new scheme with a new coach and complete new staff. Uh, and then you have injuries and situations where your doctors and medical folks say 
you cannot go up there and play those games against Utah and Colorado because you don't have enough uh, healthy scholarship players. Uh, and that's just the way it is sometimes. So uh, sometimes folks don't like to hear uh, so-called excuses and explanations. We don't like to give them. Uh, but there are times when you need to give some clarity so folks don't start misinterpreting what's happening and all of a sudden uh, they're, they're, they're starting to insinuate that uh, Natasha Adair is not doing a good job. Uh, that's the furthest thing from the truth uh, and want people to know that. Uh, we will come through this. Uh, she is absolutely dedicated to these young women. Uh, we just need to get healthy and get enough uh, players out there to be able to compete. So we were delighted to at least be able to field the team to compete against Arizona uh, and looking forward to the, the next uh, games here at home with a more worthy roster, if you mean, if, if you will, in terms of competing at the highest level. Uh, but folks should not get down on this program by any stretch. Uh, be objective. Listen to uh, the doctors and those who report truthfully on what's happening uh, and don't get some uh, whacked out narrative out there that she's not ready and capable. Well said, Ray. And uh, I think it's good considering all that, that as you alluded to, the Sun Devils will get to remain home this weekend while the men will be traveling to the state of Washington. The Sun Devils will be hosting their women's counterparts from uh, the state of Washington this weekend. The Washington State Cougars will be at Desert Financial for a 6 p.m. tip this Friday evening. And then Sunday at 12 noon, ASU will host the Washington Huskies. If you can't make it out to the arena, Jeff Munn and Maura McHugh will bring you all the action on the Sun Devil Radio Network and KDUS 1060 AM. Munny's and Maura's pregame coverage will begin at 5.30 on Friday and 11.30 a.m. on Sunday morning. It has been a rough go of late for Sun Devil Hockey as Coach Greg Powers' Ice Devils dropped both of their home games this past weekend to the Rochester Institute of Technology, or RIT, losing by scores of 5-1 to one and 5-3. to three. The Sun Devils have now lost four in a row and 12 of their last 16 games overall. But, Ray, the crowd still continue to fill Mullet Arena for every home game, and did so this past weekend for the two games against RIT. Uh, yes, they did, and we certainly appreciate that. And, you know, one of the things that we appreciate about the hockey culture is they stay with it, man. Uh, they have their team, and uh, in good times and bad, they're going to come. Uh, and, and certainly, uh, we while the score didn't indicate it, we still go out there and play very competitive uh, hockey. Uh, but there's, there's one thing that people need to understand as well. You know, you're, you're RIT. You play hockey back there in the East, man. Uh, you're mm -hmm. Mankato State. You play hockey up there in the, in the Midwest. Uh, and these teams, you may not recognize the names as big-time athletic programs overall in RIT, but when you're talking about hockey, they come to play. Uh, and, you know, we've had their number uh, for the first three years. I think we were 6-0 and before they came into, into our new arena. So they came to play, Tim, and, oh, boy, did they play. They were physical. So I take my hat off to RIT. And I know Coach Powers isn't happy at all with the four games, uh, first two sweeps we've had at home. Uh, and so I, I think this team has like been working really hard this week. <laughs> and I think you're going to see uh, uh, real good hockey as they go away. And then when they come back home, uh, we hope to continue to fill mullet up uh, and then this team will play at a higher level when we come back home. But 
Uh, I love this hockey team. I love the hockey community and culture because they show up and they don't leave early. Uh, they love their sport. Uh, and we're so happy that we brought it to this community. Sun Devils will be back on home ice this weekend, hosting uh, another uh, school where they do hockey, St. Thomas of Minnesota. The puck dropping at 7 p.m. Friday and Saturday evenings at the Mullet. Uh, so busy weekend on campus. Uh, even with uh, men's basketball hitting the road, you're going to have uh, – uh, the women's basketball team at home, and uh, hockey as well. So get out and support your Sun Devil sports teams. On that note, we bring down the curtain on this week's show, and we thank you for joining us. And a few other thank yous before we leave. First, to our show producer, ASU Associate Athletic Director Doug Tamaro. Thanks to our outstanding engineer producer, Sean Crespin of the Sun Devil Radio Network. And to our terrific show scheduler, Kim Nelson from Sun Devil Athletics. Ray and I will be back next week with another edition of the Anderson Healy Show, and we do hope you'll drop by for a visit. Ray, good to see you as always. Have a good week. Uh, You too, uh, Tim, and it's really a a delight for us to welcome Macy and DJ back home. That is so important uh, uh, to our program and uh, just what we stand for. So welcome to Macy and DJ uh, and to all our Sun Devil Athletics fans. We say, go Devils. Go Devils, always. Till next time, for Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy. We thank you for joining us here on the Anderson Healy Show. So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Anderson Healy Show, powered by Elevation, the Sun Devils' preferred home energy technology company. Tim Holvik here. You know, I always promised myself if I ever owned my own Ford dealership, I'd run it with common sense, I'd hire some really awesome people, and I'd treat all of our customers like great friends. And it'd always be a super supporter of Arizona State University. That's how I do it. I call my dealership Santan Ford and we're in Gilbert. It's where the Sun Devils go. See you here. We are Santan Ford. Proud partners of the Arizona State University Sun Devils. It takes hard work to be the best in the game. Planning. Commitment. Resilience. Sweat. That's why Old Dominion Freight Line, the number one national LTL carrier for quality, works hard to be the best in the game and is proud to support those striving to be the best in theirs. Old Dominion Freight Line, official freight carrier of Sun Devil Athletics, helping the world keep promises. 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off, and your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. Y'all feeling lucky? Luke Combs here, and I have an exclusive opportunity for you to win a half a million dollars by joining me in the Living Lucky with Luke Combs Lottery Experience. When it rains, it pours for lucky fans and lottery players who enter to win a chance of a lifetime. Join me in Nashville for a private concert at the iconic Ryman Auditorium in 2024. One lucky winner will have the chance to walk away with a half million dollars at the end of the show. Enter eligible tickets on the Arizona Lottery Players Club by February 28th. Learn more at azplayersclub.com.